Well, sometimes sometimes things don't work out. So, but we're going to handle that. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Stanley in Hendersonville. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, buddy. How you doing today? I'm just trying to cope. You know, just trying to cope. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a first time caller. Yes, I got sir. stuck in my house the last three weeks without Wi-Fi, so uh, and so all I had was a radio program. So I've been listening to the Word all day, every day. Okay. Um, what do you think? Love your. Oh, I love your show. I just y'all got to figure out. I'd rather have you take no commercials than to hear Nikki Haley. I, I swear, <laughs> I, I cannot take four years of that voice. I just can't yeah, do it. You know. You know. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think you're going to have to take that, but you, you know it's 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 one of those equal time things. It's one of those equal time things, and it will pass. I I, I assure you, it will pass. I mean, anyway, she she grapes on me more than than uh, cringe does. So, um, <laughs> but so uh, when Abbott started getting the support from the other governors, you know, I'm like, okay, 25 and one, that's 26. That's a ratification block, right? And so I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you know, if you thought that that power could be used to kind of kick Congress in the butt. So Whole the theoretically on paper, yes, it can. Absolutely, it could. But the problem is we have to convince all of those states to get together and form that coalition and uh, go beyond this whole uh, I'm with you kind of thing, right? Right now, right now, all of these uh, so-called red states or the conservative states or the free states or whatever you want to call them that aren't the blue states, it becomes almost trendy if they they got to get on it, right? Is is North Carolina? Are they supporting Texas? Right? Are they? I don't know about North Carolina. Yeah. I know South Carolina is, but see, we should have been the first one to jump out there and say that. But most of well, you know, well, most of the governors are not DeSantis. They're not. Abbott. That's the problem. And 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 also, I mean, it, it, this is just the governors, and and to do ratification activities, you're going to need the, their houses and senates. But in a lot of these, we have all three. Um, so I just think it's something the Republicans or the uh, non-rhinos really need to take a strong look well, at because we may have a we may have a big stick in our arsenal we're not using. Well, see, here's the thing. This is the thing. And and this is an observation I made for a very long time. Um, in the military, we look at things and we say, this is what we want to do if everything is ideal. But then the first thing we say to ourselves, well, it's not going to be ideal. So this we're going to start out with this. And when this goes out the window, we're going to do this. And when that goes out the window, we're going to do this. And we have a plan A, B, C, D, we, you know, all the way down the alphabet. We have contingencies left, right, and center. We bring logistics in there to do our mission five or six different ways. Okay? Not so with most of America. When you look at most of America, less than 1% of the entire population has ever served in the military, so they don't think in those terms. So in order for America to coalesce and to do this and make demands of their state governments to where they would do what we're, what we're discussing right now, it's going to have to get really bad. It's going to have to get really bad. It's going to have to get purge bad. It's going to have to get Invasion USA bad before most of America gets off of their apathetic fifth point of contact and says, wait a minute, this is bad. 
Yeah, it, this is like Dan, Dan Bongino says this all the time. He's like, yeah. "Hey, you had enough yet?" Yeah. You know? but, and you guys, you guys are right. You, you know, I, I'm a veteran, so I understand exactly what you're, you're talking about. I've, I've yeah. spent five five hours on a Sunday night reparking vehicles because four different, you know, opinions on how it was supposed to be done. <laughs> you know, were there. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, military people know how to embrace misery. That's the difference between a military person and a civilian. We have, we as a profession know how to embrace misery. We go out, we do it. If it's raining, we go out in the rain. If it's snowing, we go out in the snow. If it's muddy, we crawl in the mud. Whatever it is, we get a mission. Whatever's between me and you, uh, we're going to go out there. We're going to go over it, through it, under it. Whatever we have to do to get and go, go do it, we got to do. Most people don't. Most people don't understand that mindset. I get it. I understand it. It's a calling. If you don't have it, don't try it. But for the rest <laughs> of America to say, see, for for uh, for veterans, right? We look at this and we're like, oh, you guys think this is bad? You have no idea. But we also <laughs> recognize what's going on because we've probably been deployed somewhere or something where we've seen this kind of thing before. But, uh, but you know, it's going to get it's going to have to get a whole lot worse before anything really changes for the American people, for them to be the ones that affect that change. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, veterans, veterans do the work, but yeah. sometimes the work they're told to do is, is ridiculous. But yeah, oh, yeah. We've, oh, lost, yeah. we've lost that work ethic. We've lost that come together and rally together sort of an ethic. Um, and so I'm really happy to see 700,000 trucks at the border. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it will come, I think, in time. But I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna, if if we could just res, regress back to just having those Nokia phones that just made a phone call, oh, yeah. the world would be much better. Because all of I, we I can't, all of this information at our fingertips, we're not using it. We do not use it. I, I think that I think that if you can't buy alcohol, you should not have social media. Uh, except with you know <laughs> your parents' permission, for, for for real, I think we need to make phones that that have safety features for kids, but don't allow them onto social media. Yeah, well, um, except at their house. Eh, um, it's, so they it's going to be a phone, thing, but not the not the uplink. So, but anyway, hey, I took it. I have taken enough of your time. Uh, if you want some time, I'll come back and. And talk to you about whenever you uh, feel like it, man. It's I, a, I do it five days a week. I enjoy the company. Talk radio. That's well, what we do. We talk. Well, I run a thing called the PTSD fund that gets rid of PTSD in, in, in our veterans using a science. Um, and so all of these suicides daily are just they're not even necessary. And it drives me crazy because the VA will not embrace it. So, well, I deal. I, I'll be at Upstate Warrior Solutions talking some of that stuff tomorrow. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll I, take I'm, I'm going to try to be there. I'm well, try come to, to it. There, so can... Come to it, 770 right. Pelham Road. I'll be there. Walk up, introduce yourself. Uh, and Will thank do. you very much for thank, thanks very much for the call. Um, Maestro, I mean, we got like, what, two minutes? Yeah. Why don't you ask him if he wants to call back at 1140 or 1130? Why don't you ask him that? I'd rather have him for the full segment than for two minutes. We couldn't get a hold of Mr. Walters, but now we got a hold of Mr. Walters. And I want to know what happened at SHOT Show. I know a little bit about what happened at it. but The idea that, um, and, and this is nothing against you if, if you, if you're one of these people out there that has never 
served in the military or anything else. That doesn't mean a whole lot. It does mean that we have learned how to embrace misery. But having said that, a lot of people just don't notice things until it affects them personally, until it hits them physically, personally in some way. And America is fairly adaptive. And where, like where I live, the gas, gas, gasoline where I live is not as expensive as it is in the rest of the nation. The prices at grocery stores are still sky high and everything else, and it does affect me. But uh, beyond that, uh, it's it's until America as a group at the same time feels the pain and rebel pushes back against the pain. Not just feeling the pain, but then you got to make the decision to push back against the pain. Well. It's just not going to happen. Right now, the left does it all the time. You got, uh, you got, and the funny part about the left is they protest themselves. Now, you've got uh, people going, you've got pro Hamas people going after Nancy Pelosi, which is just hilarious. She's telling them to go back to China, which tells you all you need to know about Nancy. All you need to know about Nancy. As we continue on with uh, 2A Tuesday coming up next, we're going to be talking to Dewey Lemons from Dewey's Pawn Shop and find out what's for sale, find out what's in season. We're just going to find out. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. And there are places you go where you have a, uh, an experience while buying a gun. And uh, that's that's where I buy mine at. Joining me now from Dewey's Pawn Shop is Dewey Lemons. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, sir. How are you doing? It feels well, like late afternoon already, but yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it's still morning, huh? It is. And we do need to mention traders because most of the time we just start talking and then we forget about traders and traders gun shop. Wade Hampton Boulevard. Uh that's that's one of your satellites, right? You have that is yes. out there. With yeah, the, man, they they they're doing a they're doing a good business over there. Got a lot of firearms coming in, and and um, they're they're doing really good over there. So y'all need to check them out. I hadn't um I hadn't checked out the inventory in a while over there, but they they're telling me they got a lot of inventory in here lately. I've been actually calling and getting stuff from them and bringing it over here because we've been needing stuff. And, you know, the thing about traders, traders, did they, are they as old as you, as Dewey's Pawn Shop is? Because you've been around since the no, 90s, right? No, no I, I bought traders out from another another um, from, guy who started the place. But now they've been in business. I think he started them about 30, about 30 years ago yeah. is when he started traders. But we bought them out about um, been five, six years ago, I think. Yeah, Mr. Shoemate, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd been there for a while. I, I bought one gun from him back in the day when that was before yep. he got that location. Now the location that Traders is on now is very easy to get in and out of. That's the thing I like about it. Yep, yep. That's a really good. It's a really cool old timey old store. It's, it looks like a really old gun store. It's a neat, neat place. So, what's 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 cooking at Dewey's right now? What's what's happening nowadays? Right now, man, we just I was just out there noticing we got we got a lot of a lot of three hundred eight ARs out there. I was kind of surprised. Um, the AR 
inventory starting to build back up again. I was um I was thinking the AR business was going to slow down a little bit, but we got a we got a lot of AR15s out there and a lot more of them in the back ready to go out. So it, there's still a bunch of AR sitting around. The AR10 um, is a way to get into the whole 308 thing rather inexpensively. AR10 is a big it? boy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big boy. That's a lot of horsepower compared to a 223. Big difference. Now, is that do you have you ever hunted with an AR10? I have never hunted. Well, I take that back. Yep, I have. I've shot pigs with an AR10. I sure have. Between the uh, 556 and 308, which would you rather hunt pigs with if you're using an AR10? Oh, platform? the 3 the 308, most definitely. Yeah. You um yeah, I I've shot pigs with with 223s and you didn't even know you hit them. <laughs> but um, you shoot them with a three hundred eight, you, you know you, you you've made contact. That, yeah. That's a whole different ball game there when that three hundred eight hits. How uh, how how easy is it to get the three hundred eight ammo nowadays? Is it pretty? pretty um, three hundred eight three hundred eight ammo is easy to get. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to get. We hadn't had any trouble here lately. Um, there might there might be some specific ones that. Um, you know that we can't get anything, but so far here in the last couple of months, we hadn't had any trouble getting anything we want in 308 ammo. So well, that's, our, um, that's good. It's it's a great. You know they they produce so much 308. That's great. You know hunting. I got a lot of hunting rifles out there, a lot of target rifles, long range rifles, and you know everybody thinks oh yeah you can't shoot long range with a 308. Well they were they were shooting long range with 308 before most people were born. You know, so it's a, it's a great great cartridge. I know a lot of guys that shoot long range with five five six. So three oh eight, I would imagine, is very qualified to do just about anything yeah. you need to with it. Mm-hmm. That's true. What What's in season That's right true. now? What's in season right now? Duck Duck season, I think, is about over with today or tomorrow is the last day of duck season. Um, and then and then it's quail. We got you. You got your quail hunters going out there. I think quail season goes into March. So that's where um, that's where I get back on my 28 gauge. You know, we got lots of 28 gauge shotguns in here, and 20 gauge had a beautiful Beretta 20 gauge double barrel come in yesterday. One of the brand new ones. It's uh, you know just a gorgeous gun. A lot of engraving on it. Um, but yeah, 28 gauges and 20 gauges and even 16 gauges. We got a lot of 16 gauges in stock. I got some Browning Satori 16 gauges and some old double barrel 16 gauges. Um, that people shoot quail with. So it's um, fixing to be nothing but quail season. And, of course, it's always varmint season. You know, you're going to shoot them coyotes. Anytime you can get a coyote, it's it's a good thing to nail one of them things. So we got a lot of small cartridges, too, for shooting coyotes. How prevalent are coyotes in this area? Oh, they're everywhere. There's a boatload of them. A boatload. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I've got cameras in my backyard, but my backyard is fenced in. I've never seen a coyote in my backyard. I have uh, not looked to see where they are where I live. But, uh, I, you know, how how dangerous are they as far as, like, if you have pets or something? They're they're dangerous for small pets. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, they're smart. They're smart animals. They can adapt. They can live in a city. They can live in a, on a farm. They, you know, they can live anywhere. They They eat. You know, they eat mice, they eat birds, they eat deer, they'll, you know, they'll eat pork chops, they'll eat lasagna, they'll eat anything. You know, so they're, they're very opportunist and smart. And if you got a little, you got a little poodle or like the man down in Charleston, his little chihuahua out there, you know, that coyote wanted to eat that thing. Yeah. 
Are, do coyotes carry rabies? Are they sort of dangerous in that aspect? I, in, in most cases, coyotes don't carry rabies. I want nine thousand dollars. I ain't had time to research it at all. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I don't know um, what you know what the percentage of coyotes that do carry rabies, and I'm sure there's some, but in most cases, no, they don't. You don't. You very rarely see a, a rabid coyote. I think you know. I've never seen one. But, Are they? Uh, they sure do wear out the turkey population and the deer. They they're real hard on small deer and and quail and rabbits and stuff like that. What's the law on engaging them if they're like in your area and you shoot one? What's the law on that? Oh, if one's if one's in, I think if one is around your house and everything, you can you can exterminate it immediately. You know, there's no law in that. Um, you can actually hunt them. Um, I think any time during during the regular daylight hours or something like that, I don't think there's a season on them. Um, you might can even hunt them at nighttime if you don't use artificial lights, but I'm not sure how that law goes there. There's a lot of a lot of restrictions in there, so you need you need to be sure, you know, what the laws are. But you know, the 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 wildlife people they know there's too many coyotes and they don't mind you busting coyotes. Why is it that DNR tells me that there are no mountain lions in South Carolina? Yeah, because they don't. I guess they don't consider them mountain lions. They consider them pumas or something like that. Or so. I don't know. Well, I mean, if one. So before I got into radio, I was on a delivery in Lyman, and I was delivering something in Lyman, and one walked right out the street in front of me, and I don't know if he identified as a puma or a mountain lion or a cougar or <laughs> any of those other things. What it did identify was everything on my body puckered up because the truck I was in was apt to break down any old time, and I just knew as soon as I got past it. It was just going to vapor lock. It did not. Um, I mean, is that is? Do you ever see any sign of that those around here? No, I've never, I've never seen one. You know, I've, I've seen them in Mexico, and I've seen them out in Colorado and Montana, but I've, um, and I've seen them up in Canada, but I've never seen one here in South Carolina. But I have people tell me they see them all the time. And um, I've seen a few camera, you know, photographs that really look like them. You know, you couldn't you couldn't tell exactly, but I've seen several on um, guys' trail cams that really did look like one. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, they do selfies on trail cams, don't they? They get up there, oh, this is um, interesting. Let me look at that. But it is very illegal to mess with one of them. Ah, uh, explain that. Well, so you don't you there, there's no hunting season on here in the southeast, and if you shoot one, the fish and wildlife people will get you. So, like, if I'm in my backyard and one comes if in my backyard. there's one in your backyard, you cannot shoot one of those things. Well, I might. If if I ever call you with, and I sound sort of, listen, I need to talk to you right now. You'll know what Because <laughs> I'll be looking. I'll be looking for, a, you know, be like, we need to find someplace that will process this like it was a deer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. no, there. They're, it's highly illegal to kill one here. That I tell you something that's really crazy. Um, I was hunting out in Colorado a couple weeks ago out there, and the guys out there are, are are saying that the people in Colorado, and it's basically the people of Denver who are so anti-hunting and everything, they're going to ban hunting mountain lions. They're trying to they're trying to get that on the ballot out there so they can ban the that the people out there cannot hunt mountain lions, and yet. The government is paying a guy that I met out there. The government is paying him to go kill mountain lions. 
Now, well, you now need, tell me you that need to get, make a lot of sense. That Don't sounds that like a, a good side hustle for you. That sounds like a good side hustle. You should be yeah. out there going, you know who I am? Now give me that money. I'll take care of this problem. The, the government pays him to to go thin out mountain lions because there's so many. And then the one guy I was hunting with out there, he said they got one that comes in there. He does. Um, he works in a housing development. He does you know construction. He said they got one or two that comes through the housing development on a regular basis now. He said in the middle of the day, broad daylight, those cats. He said they're not scared of people at all anymore out there. There's so many of them. Yeah. But yet they're going. They're the people in in Denver now. They say that's where the big drive and the push is. Everybody in Denver thinks. Oh, don't don't hurt the mountain lions, but they're actually paying a guy out there to go hunt them, run them with his dogs, and kill them. But they're going to cut that, stop the hunting. Nobody else can do it, but only the paid government guy can do it. Well, if you're looking for a gun, if you got a question for Dewey, the phone number is eight six four four two two zero zero seven two. All questions answered. There, come by and see him. Thank you for joining me today, sir. Hey, thank you very much. Have a good one. Coming up next. This time, we'll get Mr. Walters. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Ah, well, shot show is over. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line. 71307 joining me now fresh off the well not off of the boat he flew but fresh off of the plane coming back from shot show is from armed american radio mark walters good morning sir hello sir how are you well this is uh, i'm good this is the first uh shot show you got to walk around and take in the sights i did just that yeah you are correct yeah first time in uh Wow, uh, 22 shows in 24 years. That's a long yeah. time. That was when you were supposed to say you don't look old enough to attend attended 22 shows in 24 years. Well, I, I I would have said that, but you just said it for me. But anyway. <laughs> did you see anything you liked? I did, and I'm glad you asked, because there were three guns that I wanted to focus on while I was there, and I was not disappointed. And I'm, I'm certainly not alone in my selections on these. The Daniel Defense Pistol has been released. It's, it's, it's on four shelves now with time dealers. That one was, I think, I, I had seen, I've, I've been to that Daniel Defense booth many times. And we lost him. I knew that was coming. Can you try to get him back? Mark was talking about the uh, Daniel Defense H9 and, uh, there was this company called Hudson. They came out with something called the Hudson H9, which was a semi-automatic pistol, which was sort of odd-shaped because the the uh, the recoil mechanism was part of it was built into the front of the gun. I think I held one, but it never caught on. Okay, are you back there? I'm back. Yes, yeah. cell okay. technology. Don't you love it? I, I love it. I love it. I love it. You were talking about the uh, Daniel Defense H9. Please continue. Yes, the Daniel Defense H9. I, I think I saw more foot traffic at that booth in three days than I had seen the previous three years. Uh, this was a much-anticipated release. Welcome to the Hudson remake. And the price point at twelve ninety-nine. it's out on store shelves now. The Daniel Defense gun is definitely a winner. It's a full-size gun. It's not going to be for everybody. 
one gun that is going to be for everybody, and that's going to be the new car X9, which was absolutely gorgeous. Price point at about five forty nine to five ninety nine, built in a compact version. If anybody, if you've ever fired a car firearm, K A H R firearm with that trigger, it's amazing. This thing is optics ready, and it also interchangeable with the P three sixty five magazines and the holster. So if you already have those rigs, you're good to rock and roll. You don't need to purchase anything else. The Car X9, and it is absolutely beautiful. And the other one I wanted to see was the Smith & Wesson lever action with the large loop lever in 44 Magnum. I didn't get a chance to put my paws on it, but it's absolutely beautiful. And if anybody's familiar with uh, the Henry 4570, if you just gave a cursory glance at both, you'd think you were looking at the same gun, were not for the exception of that larger lever loop that they just kind of glance at first glance. Both big bores, 44 Magnum, absolutely beautiful gun. Those were my fee- my three favorite at, at the show. Now, there were, you know, of course, many thousands of others there, but those were the three that stood out to me. Do you, do you own a lever action? I do, yeah. I, yeah, I have a Winchester 3030, the Winchester Model 92, one of the originals with the New Haven markings. Right. I mean, they're making a comeback now. There's a whole new ecosystem out there. You can turn your, your, your lever gun into a tactical, practical, fantastic thingy now if you want to. Well, that's the, what you just mentioned is absolutely true. That's where that Henry 4570 comes into play and the new Smith & Wesson 44. These are every bit tactical firearms. They're absolutely gorgeous and great for any collection. Price point, again, a little bit up there, right around $1,400, $1,500, but they're worth every penny. So save up. Well, the thing about lever guns is they're, they are actually legal in all 50 states, aren't they? They are, and they're also extremely reliable, just like a revolver. Yep. That gun's going to go bang when your booger hook pulls the bang switch. Let me yep, put it that yep. way. They are, uh, they, they are the analog gun uh, of the uh, 2021st century. Correct. Beautiful piece. And they're works of art. They're absolute works of art. Are you going to get one of the Smith & Wesson levers? And yeah, are, you I, going, are you going to get a Daniel Defense H9? Yeah, I am going to get a Daniel Defense H9. I want to add that to the collection. I'll definitely have the car as well. And from a carry standpoint, I believe I'd carry the car more frequently because of the rigs that I have that it will fit already. Right. Crossbreed's already got some beautiful rigs for both firearms. Right. As far as the lever actions are concerned, if I'm to make a lever action purchase now, it's going to be the 4570 Henry. Oh, yeah. Before the I had election. one. I had one. The only problem I had with the 4570, and this is the thing about Henry. Uh, I got a bad tube, and I just I, I called them. They said, well, here, give me your address. They sent me the new tube, the new magazine uh, feed spring tube. They, sent, they just sent me another one. No yeah, questions great asked. Companies. Yeah, very, very good customer service from Henry's. They're and, great, and the action on those Henry's is as smooth as a baby's bottom. They're just it, beautiful. It is. The only problem was every time I ran the lever and pulled the trigger on it, it went ka-ching. I, I owned mine during the ammunition yeah. uh, shortage, and uh, 4570 there for a little bit. It was pretty expensive, so uh, yeah, I will, you, I'll end up with another money, If you've got the money and you want to tack to that great, Home defense tactical guns, those lever actions. Today. Yeah, they I never are. thought I'd say that. Yeah, they'll run they in absolutely anything. Absolutely are. They'll run in any sort of weather, any kind of way. Uh, yep. And you can, you, they come with rail sections. There's a place called Ranger Point Precision that'll turn that thing into a, into an all-out tactical assault type of uh, lever action gun if that's what you want. I had yeah, on mine. I had I had spare ammunition on two points of the gun. I had eight rounds spare with me. Actually, I had twelve. I had twelve. 
So I could reload it three different times with that with that setup. Yeah, there's a coolness factor to those guns too. Yeah, yeah. Plus, the forty-five seventy is pretty. It actually isn't as thumpy in the big forty-five seventy rifle as it would be seen like in a pistol and anything. But anyway, I did. I didn't want to. I'm glad. I'm glad you called back. I I was very much wanting to go over what you saw there. So thank you very much. I was sure. Mr. Mr. Walters was kind enough to let me guest on his show last week, so I got I got to play around there on Armed American Radio. So thank you for that, sir. I will be in touch. Thank you for, for absolutely. This I appreciate the opportunity. No yes, question. Sir. And thanks for handling the show. I appreciate it. Roger that. That was my pleasure. When we get back, what do they think on the, at the Low Country about your permitless carry they might bring to you? This is News Talk ninety eight nine W O R D. Push all these buttons, make sure they're good to go. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. So, uh, coming out of, uh, what was the name of this rag? What do we call this? The Post and Courier, I think it's out of Charleston, somewhere down there in the low country. Coming from a... Uh, a writer who is, uh, her name is Cynthia Ross Scopy or Scop. Cindy Ross Scopy. Okay. And it starts with this picture. It's got the mom's demand attention. I mean, action. I'm sorry. Uh, it's got those guys there. And the caption is members of the Gun Sandy Group Mom's Demand Action grabbed the best seats as Shane Martin held forth on the virtues of criminal possession of guns. Okay. Now I, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to lower your IQ by giving this to you verbatim. I find it interesting the way this is characterized coming from her because none of this is based on anything that actually comes anywhere near fact. So it, it's described as being, and um, she describes Shane Martin as the chief Senate water carrier for Palmetto gun rights. But she keeps talking about the section that the police want. And, okay, I have said it many times. I support police. I support law enforcement. I support that profession anytime it needs support. But getting out there, and I, I find it interesting um, where they get out there, and all of a sudden, that's when the police become useful. That's when they actually have a use. Because now, uh, the only thing worse than having police is to have pol having armed citizens. I don't know why the left doesn't understand one thing. The, the left, especially here in South Carolina, in South Carolina... Odds are, if you're in a room anytime with anybody at any given time where it's a group of people, there's going to be at least a gun in that room. And it's going to be from some, some, it's carried by somebody who's not going to harm anyone that he doesn't have to. Uh, 
if we're not careful in this country, you know, if we don't put things in place now to slow the roll, we're going to wake up one morning and this is not going to be America anymore. It's going to be some sort of utopia, you know, a dystopia, you know, one, one of those. And one of the ways to ensure rights is gun-owning, law-abiding people as citizens. And all of these leftists and all of these useful idiots like Cindy Ross Scopy, I, you know, and what's going to happen if somebody breaks in on Cindy Ross Scopy? Do you know what the first thing she's going to do is? after She probably... Uh, she pro now uh, already on the text line. We're getting this. The police are up, supposed to uphold the Constitution. The police work for an agency that has their own policies. The the oath they take, just so you know, the oath they take is between they, the individual law enforcement officer, and us, the people they protect. But they have to work under the rules of their agency. They have to work under the rules of their agency. So let's not confuse certain things with the way things actually are. You would think that all law enforcement officers from the chief on down would be out there and they would want everything that makes America great. That's what you would think and that's the way it should be. That is not the way it is. In the interim, though, I find it really interesting how the Republicans are having a very hard time with this. And we got this Cindy Roscopy guy, girl out here. She's talking this. Uh, she says, remember when the gun lobby wanted good guys armed to protect us from the bad guys? That's so 20th century. Now its acolytes have joined the criminal defense attorneys in the House for fighting for the gun rights of criminals. This is the part where they stripped out the thing about misdemeanors. That's that's what that's all about. That's all that's about. Hart Putlian wanted that. Uh, some some Republicans wanted that, and they didn't get it. They didn't get it. So, anytime you pick up an article like this and you look at it, you're if you even if you take the time to read it, you're going to be so confused coming out of it because you're trying to figure out is this person stupid or what. But if you want to see a politician that is upholding the Constitution, right? then this politician is going to be somebody that doesn't mind if you are able to protect yourself. It's a plain and simple thing. Very, very, very narrow litmus test for you to consider. This has nothing to do with liking and carrying guns or anything else. This is just a simple fact of the matter. So, I just saw that and, uh, you know, that's what that's what's going on right now. This is why, this, and, and, even in the best of times, without this kind of minutia flying around, it's still in the Senate of the South Carolina General Assembly. That's where a lot of really good things go to die. I will be at Upstate Warrior Solutions tomorrow if you're a, you are a first responder or a law enforcement or a veteran. Come see me, 770 Pelham Road. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.